Well, hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Family Room Conversations. My name is Zach, and I'm so excited that you decided to join us this week. Last week, we started this new format where we take the whole episode to talk about one big topic. And this week, that topic is baptism. What is it? How is it defined in the Bible? And we're going to talk about this really interesting distinction between water baptism and spirit baptism. Like I say each week, this time is meant to be a conversation with you. So if you have a topic that you enjoy learning about, or maybe haven't learned much about it up until now, send us a comment and we'll be more than happy to have a conversation with you on another episode of the Family Room Conversations. So, wait, what did that mean? How can I really use that? <laughs> so what does that mean? Yeah, I'm just trying to understand. But how do I do that every day? just help me understand So what does that even mean? Well, welcome back. Hi again. Hey, Gary. Hey, Zach. Excited Glad to be back. I'm excited to talk about yeah. baptism this week. So that's, right. that's the topic of the week, baptism. It's something that is super important in, in our faith, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that I, I, you know we've had a couple conversations about. I've learned a lot of new things about it this week, and I'm excited to share that with you guys. So baptism, how is it defined in the Bible? Well, there are two aspects of it. There's water baptism, where uh, obviously Jesus was baptized in water, and that's an example. And then we have uh, the New Testament encouraging us to be baptized, where we're going a public expression of our private decision to trust Christ. Then there's a baptism of the Spirit. And if you recall, John the Baptist made the statement, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me who baptize you with fire. And so the contrast would be John the Baptist baptized with water, but Jesus' baptism of people was something very different. And Jesus never baptized anybody with water. That would have been a whole right. big nightmare. <laughs> sure. Right. Well, we see a lot of, I go back to Moses, there's a lot of fire imagery around the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, in you know, the, the pillar of fire that protected the Israelites, even God right. appearing as a, a flaming bush. Um that's all very sensible, but I just never thought about that distinction before, and I thought that was super interesting. And so I wanted to kind of dig into some parts of Scripture and ask, like, what is that talking about? Mm-hmm. So sure. let's just take an easy one, something we've been talking about the past couple weeks, the Great Commission. Okay. Go, therefore, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Is that leaning toward water, water baptism or toward spirit baptism? Well, I would have to say that would be water baptism because the command is given to us. You know, as you're going, baptizing, and then there's the teaching them to obey all things. Mm-hmm. So we can't baptize with a spirit. We can't baptize with fire. That's only something of divine nature. Uh, so that would obviously be water baptism because that's something we can do. I can baptize somebody in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, and I can teach them to obey all things that's the discipleship part so if it originates with me or you or anyone else then that would be the water baptism part gotcha so is it like like a priest you know somebody can go not i say a priest right somebody that can go online and get a a license to marry two people like they can you can do that but i can't make you love each other is that kind of the well i would just more than anything it's it's just kind of originates it's very important to to listen again to john the baptist he said listen i am just a guy in the wilderness i'm I'm the voice in the wilderness i'm the forerunner of christ and what i'm doing i can do and which anyone else could do but there's one coming after me and he's unique in fact john the baptist says i'm not even worthy literally to untie his shoes per Mm -hmm. se and he says, and there's something he can do, I can't. And that's that fire part. And, and all through the New Testament, we have to keep in mind, the same word is often used between water baptism and spirit baptism. Thus, the confusion sometimes mm-hmm. arises unless you read it in the context of the story of what's being shared. And then in the context of the New Testament, 
is what you're claiming true in that statement true in the entire New Testament? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess kind of my next thought is why is why is that distinction important? Like why should we distinguish between those two? Or or maybe why is why was it important for John to baptize with water if he knew that Jesus was coming? Well, John the Baptist, again, was uh, baptizing for repentance, and his was different than uh, what John, I mean, what Jesus would ultimately do and, and, you know, literally coming and residing in someone's life. And, and the truth is, baptism actually go back to the intertestamental period, and, and uh, you know, there's, we don't have enough time to talk about that. But there are some origination points there uh, of, of the water baptism even on back past that. Hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I guess maybe what I have maybe a question about spiritual baptism, right? Mm-hmm. This baptism of the spirit, baptism of fire. Does that lend itself to something we've talked about in the past couple of weeks, the kind of moment of salvation? Is that a singular moment that happens similarly to water baptism? You know, you're, you're in the water and then you're out of the water. Or is that a process that, that the spirit takes yeah, you through? So there, we, we would say there's one spirit baptism. There's one moment when the spirit of God literally moves into your life. Um, and you have to be careful now in the book of Acts. There'll be times where someone is saved, then they get the spirit later. And uh, it just seems confusing. But the book of Acts is a record of what happened, mm-hmm. meaning that it's not a norm- normative thing. There's not confusion. It's just, you know, um, they had this transition between Jesus returning to heaven and the Spirit invading the world. So in that transition period, there are some things happen that appear to be inconsistent. But as you get into the writings of Paul, Peter, and John, you realize, okay, we see the order that's spelled out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's the one moving in day where the Spirit of God comes into you. Then there's many fillings, you know, where you're more surrendered than other days to to the Lord and to what He's doing. Right. Um, there are days when you've got known sin in your life and that does hinder or quench, I think, is the way the New Testament calls it, mm-hmm. the Spirit. Right. Sure. And we've talked a little bit about that, you know, singular moment bef- versus the um, the kind of process of being sanctified in the past couple of weeks, justification versus sanctification. So, mm-hmm. so it seems like that Spirit baptism is more in line with that moment of justification. Sure. Um, when Jesus claims you as his own and, like, from then to eternity future like you are his right right and that and that's where you know paul writes that the spirit of god coming into our life is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance in ephesians 1 so when we die the reason we know we're going to gain access to heaven is no other reason than the fact we have god's spirit living in us by faith that's the reason that um you know when you die and stand before the lord per se you can't fool him because at that moment either the spirit of god resides in you or does it right there's really really no middle ground yeah mm-hmm. that is really and then it is important here on earth to become sanctified after that right to to participate in god in that well I would say, I mean, you know, what you're talking about, there is the salvation moment when you believe, and then there's like a daily salvation where Jesus would say, take up your cross daily, die to yourself, die to your agenda, die to everything, and be my disciple. And, you know, in the early days, that's hard. And hopefully as you're gaining more and more of being, as Paul writes in Galatians 5, of being in sync with the Spirit, as that happens, it becomes a little easier because you're now more trusting than you Mm -hmm. were initially. Yeah, yeah, that's that's important. So I, you know, I love to learn things, and okay. I and I love to kind of see this part of scripture and learn these kind of distinctions that I haven't seen. And so I'm fascinated by this, but I get that that's not you know the end goal of a lot of people. So let me just ask, what do we do differently? What's our practical application? Knowing that that we can 
Well, I, I would just say, I mean, you know, number one, understanding the role of water baptism is similar to like if you ask a, a girl to marry you in a private moment and uh, she says yes and your immediate thing was, okay, now that we're going to be married, um, you know, uh, well, let's not tell anybody. That really would make a lot of sense. So the idea of, of accepting Christ, of, 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 you know, being baptized by the Spirit and not going public in water baptism really doesn't make any sense at all. In fact, the Bible challenges us that, um, you know, we are to boldly, uh, you know, proclaim that Christ lives in us, you know, uh, making that a public experience. And that's the water baptism part. But I think the other thing is to draw encouragement that uh, we, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6, we literally are the temples of God because the Spirit of God resides in us by faith. And so we, we ought to celebrate that, that, I mean, what is impossible to us is actually possible for the very one who lives inside of us. So, that, I mean, you know, we always are good at making excuses. I can't, I shouldn't, I should never, there's no way. We often forget who lives in us, who says, yeah, nothing's impossible because I live in you by faith. Yeah, that that's really important. Yeah. I like that. So I've I've learned something new, and I hope you've learned something new. I've been challenged this week, and I hope that you're challenged this week. And so I, I guess allow me to invite you, if you have um, you know, come this far on your faith journey, whatever that is, and have not participated in baptism, we'd love to get you plugged in the church somewhere here sure. and talk about next steps with that process. So please get in touch with us if that, if that sounds like you and your journey. And, you know, if you have, we'd love to get in touch with you too. Send us a question. Send us a topic to talk about, something you're interested in learning about. And we'd love to have these conversations with you. Yeah, and I would add at the end, there's just so much emotionally driven misinformation that I think a lot of people really don't know what they think about some of this, or they're so, uh, you know, by their own upbringing, they might, might say, well, I don't really care what the Bible says. I know what I believe. And, and I think once you read what the Scripture say, says about these topics, it's just very liberating to understand. Yeah. 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 That's a scary place to be. Uh, you know, I, I know what the Bible says, but I don't care. That's, that's a scary right. spot to live in. Right. Well, we are all have tendencies to be Pharisees along the way and be more adherent to our traditions as opposed to seeking God's truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, will you pray for sure. us? That that's not the kind of hole we fall yeah. into? Father, thank you for your word, and I thank you for how liberating and freeing it is to read. And uh, Father, I pray if anyone might be struggling with a, a component of what we shared today, help them to understand you love them and your spirit desires to live in them by faith so one day you can live with them or they can live with you forever. And Father, your desires, we go public. That we let people know you live in us. And water baptism is that public declaration of the decision we made privately with you. What an honor it is to be counted as your children. So Lord, we love you. We thank you again for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care. See you real soon.